Hi, everyone. It's your podcast host, Jim Andrews, here with a reminder that the Ticket Manager Partner Summit is back. We'll be getting together in person on October 17th this year at the Times Center in New York City. This is a free, invitation-only event where hundreds of business leaders across the world's most influential brands in sports, sponsorship, live events, and ticketing gather to make great connections and share valuable information. Approved attendees enjoy exclusive networking events, insightful panels, and exciting celebrity speakers, all for free. Are you interested in attending? Just go to ticketmanager.com for details on how to apply. Welcome to Ticket Manager's All Access Interview Series, engaging leaders from across the sports marketing spectrum to identify and explore critical issues in the business of sports, entertainment, sponsorship, activation, ticketing, hospitality, and even more. I'm your host, Jim Andrews. Joining me on this episode to discuss the role of sponsorship in the marketing mix and some of the nuances of corporate hospitality at events, both live and virtual, is Andy Bosman, Principal and Chief Marketing Officer for RSMUS. Welcome, Andy, and thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me, Jim. Great to be with you. So you're obviously the CMO for one of the largest accounting, tax, and consulting firms focused on the middle market. So kind of a classic B2B marketer. And a question I like to ask CMOs, because they obviously have their, their eyes on the entire marketing operation, is how does sponsorship fit and and why is it important to their company? And when you and I talked earlier, you kind of told me the story about when you first joined RSM and took a look at the sponsorship, the title sponsorship, the RSM Classic PGA Tour event. So maybe that would be a good way to, to start us off. Sitting in my seat, they're always difficult to evaluate because it's hard to really determine the ROI. Um, really kind of what are you getting at? Are you getting to the right audiences? Are you making the right connections? And the RSM Classic was one of those. When when I first joined the firm, we were up on a renewal. And we had just finished a number of years, our initial years as a sponsor. And the question was, should we continue to do this? Because it's no small investment. Anytime you think about putting your name as a title sponsor on an event, it's fairly significant. And You know, the question I ask is, well, why do we do it? It was new to the organization. Really wanted to understand why. Because what I was struggling with is is a brand exposure event. It's a really expensive way to get your brand out there, particularly when you look at the reach of the PGA Tour and how much of that audience would actually be buyers of what we do. So what was interesting to me is I went down to Sea Island. I got a chance to see the classic up close and personal. And it didn't take long from my perspective to change. Because it is something that's truly different. And probably the two defining events for me, you know, as a new employee of the firm, I go down and I'm watching some of our clients come out to go play in the Pro-Am. And as I watch the clients come, you know, out of the clubhouse area and head out towards the course, you just kind of see them all sit up a little prouder. And it's like, oh, there's a caddy and my name is on their back. And how awesome is this? But then as they headed over to to the driving range, they would all stop, pause, and look before they stepped over that threshold from the public to the driving range to just make sure people were watching. Do you see where I'm going? I'm getting to go do something special. 
And, and that really resonated with me. And the other thing that resonated with me is I had a chance later that afternoon to come across a client who was over at the putting green watching a few pros putt. Big fan of Zach Johnson, Zach being one of the players we sponsor. I had a chance to get Zach to come over and meet the client in person, sign a couple of balls for his kids. And that's where kind of the, the switch occurred for me. We went back and looked at every client who had attended the event. And what I asked the team to do was evaluate the revenue growth from those clients. What were we seeing prior to them attending? What were we seeing after? Did that trend line change? How were we balancing repeat attendees versus new attendees? And what we found was that the growth rate, our compounded annual growth rate on revenue of a client was 2x if they had attended the classic. Now, that doesn't mean because they came to the golf tournament, right? All of a sudden, we generated that revenue. I'd love to say that. and The board would laugh at me. But what it said is we're getting the right clients there. We're creating the light experiences. We're deepening our relationships. And that is evolving our first choice advisor and our power being understood position, which is then driving revenue through the firms. Yeah, that's great. And and I think, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, kind of setting those, knowing what the priorities are, you know, that then opens up. Okay, now you say, first of all, okay, we, we can justify the expenditure, which is significant, but we also know where to you know, put those activation dollars and things like that. It, it, it needs to be in that experience for the for the guests rather than into more ad buys or something like that. Well, here's a perfect example for you. Conversations with the PGA Tour. We're a golf channel broadcast tournament. Well, would you like to be on the big networks, one of the big three? No, because to be on one of the big three networks is about a 3X multiple in the sponsorship fees because a lot of your sponsorship is driven by the media and the cost of the media telecast. For me, that's not where I'm getting the value. It's not by all the eyeballs I'm not targeting, it's on the client experience. So I would rather take that investment and invest in those unique experiences at the event versus the media reach. And you're right, that's where when you have your priorities in place, it makes it easier to then make those investment decisions, which we all face every single day. So I, that's a great transition into talking about what happens on site in, in both the typical year and, and as well as uh, <laughs> uh, what, what's the, what's happening in 2020. One of the things that I thought was interesting, you ensure that you don't invite the same clients mostly, you know, to come back every year. And, you know, that makes sense. But it also, I would imagine, you know, it, it, that takes some, some managing <laughs> of expectations and things like that. So can you tell us a little bit about how you, how you manage that? When we spoke to the board about why we do this and made the proposal to do a five-year extension, one of the things we said is, but if we want to keep getting the value out of this, and as a partnership, that resonates because we're talking about the partners, we have to keep getting new clients to the event. Right? So we kind of had it in the business case that if we're going to keep investing and we want to keep getting the right returns on it, we have to keep cycling new folks through. And it was really working with the board that we said, we want to set an 85% target of folks each year that attended that weren't there the previous year. Now that may mean that they were there two or three years ago. It could mean that the organization was there, but we're getting a different individual there. But we don't want the same folks attending year after year. And we kind of set that target and then we all discussed what it is and why it is. And as we've gone through that, when you tell the clients that up front, hey, look, we've got this unique program. We're only able to entertain 200 clients a year at it. We'd really love to have you down. I want you to experience. And, and here's the unique opportunity that we're going to provide you, depending on which way we bring them in. 
the clients understand that. Now, they always, when they leave, they're like, well, hey, how do I get invited back? <laughs> and it's a fun conversation. And, and certainly for our top clients, we look to make sure that happens over a period of time. But when you set the expectation up front, the clients understand. They, they balance this within their organizations as well. They love the experience and it gives them something to look forward to versus, well, hey, this is my third year and they begin to take it for granted. So a lot of it is managing the expectations internally so we understand the why. You and I are talking just in, in advance of, of the, this year's tournament, the 2020 tournament. Um, and obviously it will be will be different this year. There won't be um, spectators uh, allowed, but it also creates an opportunity that you could can expand the, the reach of, uh, of the tournament to, to folks who wouldn't be in that group of 200 who get to, who get to fly down. So the, we really shifted our focus this year and said we have, um, because of unfortunate situation, a very unique opportunity. We have no limits because of technology. We can reach 20, 30,000 clients. We can reach them all over the globe. We can reach clients, you know, in Asia, France, Germany, Spain, you know, um, Bogota, all those different areas that we can really touch on uh, because we have the technology to do it. And so really what we shifted was to think about virtually how do we do this? And we're going to be doing a series of things throughout the week. Some of them would be pre-recorded videos that are behind the scenes. How does the PGA Tour set the pins for a tournament? How do you, so those that geek out on, the, on that space of the tour, let's look at how they set pins and determine where the tee boxes are and get into that. Let's showcase the Golden Isles community. A lot of folks aren't familiar with that community. And let, let's give a chance to really profile Sea Island and what they do in the resort. We're going to talk about technology and innovation in the game of golf, how it applies to what we do. So we're going to have a number of videos that we share throughout the week. And then we'll have a number of unique events. Some that we'll be inviting our clients to, whether it's a sit-down discussion with a few players. We always do a big toast to the champion on Sunday night. This year, we're going to do it kind of Butler Cabin style, where we'll sit down with the champion and have a conversation. And instead of 150 people seeing it, we'll broadcast it to the world for anyone who wants to see. So we're doing a lot in that way. And then getting creative. You know, my, my favorite event of the week is on Wednesday afternoon, uh, we do a charity putting and we have 12 teams, and each team has a member from the Boys and Girls Club of Southeast Georgia, Special Olympics, and a PGA Tour player. And then one of our RSM executives is a caddy. And it's a 12-hole putting event, and it is so much fun. And it's raising money to support the community, and particularly these two organizations. Well, we can't do that this year. We're going to be in the bubble. We can't bring the kids in. Right? So what we're doing this year instead is on Tuesday, we're going to have five teams. Each team is two PGA Tour players. They're going to have an RSM executive as their caddy. But we've had corporate sponsors step up to sponsor each of those teams. And each team is playing for a local charity. The sponsors are making a $10,000 donation to that charity. And we as a firm have put up an additional $35,000 in prize money based on first through fifth finishes. It's a way to have fun. We're going to Facebook Live it. We're going to put it out there for folks to really get a chance to see what it's like, to see the event, which is something we just don't normally have an opportunity to do. So we're finding different ways to embrace it, to try to have a little fun with it, to, to give others a chance to get excited about it. And then hopefully that will just continue to increase the interest in the uh, tournament for years to come. There are lots of different ways to, to raise money through employee giving programs and, and get, get employees involved in, in a charity or, or charitable efforts. Mm-hmm. What does having the relationship to the, to the tournament, it, it seems like what you're saying, not to put words in your mouth, is that it, it's kind of additive to, to, to that experience. Can you talk a little bit about, about how that works? 
So one of the things we've done from a pride standpoint is we actually invite some employees to come down each year, but not, not just to be down there and see a golf tournament, but to actually participate alongside with our partners in seeing the true client experience. So come down Tuesday and, and go to the big pro-am party and walk inside the ropes with the clients and the PGA Tour player and the RSM executive to participate in the networking and really get a chance to experience it and then take it back to the offices. But So we try to do as much of that as we can to, to get the pride and the engagement. But the charity piece is actually started with the Davis Love Foundation called Birdies for Love. We then adopted it internally. And what we do is every year when we started, we use this platform to give back not only to the Golden Isles community, but to the 90 communities around the country where RSM has a presence. And we have local office champions who organize the efforts. Uh, they pick a local charity, the lines with our overall focus on really helping build middle market leaders of tomorrow through health, housing, and education. It's partnered up with our foundation. And these local offices, they hold events and they pie partners in the face and they do all kinds of different things to raise money. And we see typically, and I think this year we're seeing 97% of our partners are contributing and getting involved and around 80% of our employees are getting involved and it's personally involved and donating money and they see how it benefits their local community, but then they also see the national impact of it. And to give you a feel, the first year of the tournament, um, 11 years ago, the total raise for charity was $200,000 which was a success. Year one of an event, we actually got to donate money. That's positive. Last year, we donated $4.6 million. The other piece to it, which has been great, we started a program with the PGA Tour. We're in our second full year now to where through their fall season, post East Lake until the RSM Classic, each week, the player with the most birdies, we donate 50000 to a charity of their choice. And then we have cumulative winners as a total purse of a half million. But money aside, you know, and it's about a million dollars. But what, what's really cool is the stories are now coming out about the players and the impact of these donations on the charities that they're choosing. So whether it's St. Jude or whether it's some of the local charities that we're not even aware of, that they come into contact with folks and then are able to donate the money. And it's just having an incredible impact, not only communities in the U.S., but also in Canada. And in fact, uh, Joaquin Neiman was one of our winners last year and he donated to an organization in Chile. So to see the impact it's having there. So when you can share those stories and show the impact of the involvement, that, that raises the pride and the engagement of our employees probably more than anything we do. And it, it really sounds like it serves as a, a connector because you've got employees pretty scattered all over the country and all over the world, actually. So, so this is something that uh, you know they, they can share, even if they obviously are not, uh, not working in the same office. It, it does bring them together, it sounds like. Well, Andy, thank you so much for for taking a few minutes today and and, and telling us a little bit about uh, your experience with with that particular sponsorship and uh, and best of luck uh, to you and and, and your team in a couple of weeks down down in Georgia. And on behalf of everyone at Ticket Manager, thank you for watching and please join us again for the next episode in our All Access interview series.